river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 91. So when last we left, Caitlin? Yes. You had had your epic, legendary brand battle with Hannes Drelev, legend king of Fort Drelev. Yep, and I won hit killed him by accident. But then you had an actual fight with Gregory and a bunch of guards and Emekis yeah, and a few other people. It was a pretty cool fight. It was just Drelev's contribution was um, minimal. As expected, the deadliest thing in the room was Precious, Tiny Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah, the, because it was actually a demon, which I did not see coming. When you attacked me with the Chihuahua, I just thought it was more of the flavor, like with the plate thing. I thought you were going to roll the Chihuahua's, you know, D3 damage and laugh maniacally. Instead, I did. Then I added its 28 strength to it. Yeah, and then it nearly disemboweled me, and you did laugh maniacally, but with an entirely different laugh. I'm a bad person and a DM. Excuse the redundancy. Uh, so, we have left with you have basically run up to, possibly teleported up, run up to Hannah Strelo's bedroom. Yeah, we, we ran up. Um, but then we teleported in because there yeah, was a giant. You have found him dead on the floor, having bled out. Um, there is a giant in the room dressed in oversized Drelev clothes in his bed pretending to be Drelev yep. who jumps up and goes oh, uh, uh, two and round then, fight dead yeah Bruno I killed him yeah. and Quintess Moray just sort of sits there and watches this she's not going to bother getting up to help you fight a giant because yep. she's pretty confident you've got this under control yeah um, and you know then she bows deeply to you and she says your majesty Fort Drelev is yours and that is where we cut in again. But you wanted to start with Windchaser's stats, which I have now done for you. Yes. So you can replace your horse stats with that now. That's Windchaser on one side and Advanced Heavy War Horses on the other, which is what the rest of the party is now defaulting to. Ah, sweet. Okay, yep. Because so those are wind- the, the second one is Windchaser, a generic member of Windchaser's herd. herd. This is filled with beauty and wonderment. He's got an AC of 19, which is a nice solid AC. Ooh, brutal, brutal hoof attacks. And... And 
66 hit points, good and solid. Now, I have not accounted for any magical doodads you may or may not be giving him on that. Yes, I will buy, I will pimp my horse. Yeah. I will buy him some... As part of the things we'll be doing as we yeah. go along. There's already horseshoes of speed that aren't... Um, Aren't adjusted for on there and things of that nature. Yeah, I'll give him horse suits of speed and an amulet of natural armor and possibly one or two other things. Yep, and I but I'll just write them on top. I'm perfectly happy to reprint your pimped horse once you work out what you're doing with him. Yeah, yeah, but um, it won't be very hard to write them on top. Uh, the important part is his class levels. Ranger one, fighter one. Yes, sweet. So, uh, I. In terms of how Windchaser is going to work in that, yeah. Uh, by and large, I will treat him like a generic horse in that he goes on your initiative instead of rolling his own and that sort of thing. We'll treat him more like an animal companion. Yeah. Uh, however, he does have a couple of skills that are higher than yours. Right. Um, and because he can talk, you can actually functionally use them. Sweet. Um, survival and track being the one that springs to mind. Oh my gosh, my horse can track. Yes. Yes. Awesome. He tracks by sight. Of course, because he's um because he was telling us, you know, stuff about the trails and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that makes good sense. Cool. And I see you've got favoured enemy constructs. Yes. Neat. Um You know, that could actually be really, really handy when we go through um Pytax. <laughs> and um so his survival he can use to track. He's nowhere yep. near as impressive at it as Brynn. Yeah. But obviously, because she's got, you know, 14, 13, 14 levels on him. But he is actually still the second best tracker in the party. Mm-hmm. And we don't always know we're going to be tracking when we go out. Uh, so when you have him with you, which I imagine will be most of the time, you can freely act- access track and survive. survival. Cool. Uh, are his spot and listen higher than yours? Oh, by miles, I would say. His spot certainly is. Yes, yes, his spot and listen both are. So they're the ones that are likely to come up, as opposed yeah. to his climb jumps, where, yeah, which yeah. is there if you need to reference it, but I don't expect him to be doing that as default action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking possibly for the spot and listen, what you may want to do is... Um, and something else, possibly knowledge nature. He's got plus like three to knowledge. Yeah, yeah, which isn't breathtaking, but I don't have any. Um, possibly you want to write those down on Kaylin's character sheet. Yeah, that makes good sense. Because what I what I won't do is get a spot check from you, your companion, and your horse, because that's one one more thing that we need to roll. Yeah. On the other hand, if you want to use Windchaser's spot in place of Kaylin's. As long as you've got them with you, that's perfectly fine with me. Yep, I will. How you want to notate that on your character sheet, I can think of several ways, but you should probably pick one that's useful to you instead of me. I will um, put a W thing next to the um, next to the skills and put down his sp- and put down spot next to next to the spot. I'll put a W and a nine. Yeah, like spot, listen, and knowledge. Nature are the three that I see coming up while you're out and about with your horse. Yeah, and I'll still, you know, because of course I won't always have him with me either because I'm going in some special yep. area where or I want one of the Yeah, either I'll be, to- when I'm tooling around town or when I've taken out one of Tristram's magic horses because we're going to be, you know, climbing mountains or something. Here we are. Uh, 
to whatever you desire in Fort Draylith. Quintessent Murray to be well, seems Quintessent Murray to be in with. Alright, so just find her. Lady Quintessa Murray. So, as I say, she stands up from the bed. Um, she will basically, as you do this two round off screen fight with the giant, she will stand up from the bed, will pull out her breast dagger and just sort of, you know, watch, but sees no actual need to intervene because you would bring. Annihilate a CR7 giant without blinking. Yep. Um, at which point she will sheathe it back into her breast. She bows to you in a deep curtsy, smiles, and says, Your Majesty, Fort Draylib is yours, or whatever you should choose to call it going forward. I will have to think on it. Thank you for your help. No. Carol will come over to her. And um, give her the arm, arm class. Yeah, she gives you a very weak grip yeah. and um, yeah, uh, looks well, slightly confused at it. You imagine most most men prefer to hug her. Yeah, welcome to my service. I am pleased. I am pleased to be here, my lord, or your Majesty, King Caelan, whatever it is you desire most. Um, folks mostly call me Caelan or King Caelan if we're being formal. As, um, what? Oh, sorry, it's been a bit of a day. What do we do now? I suppose we should, um, get his body downstairs. What about Ime- what about Emekis? Lady Pavaretta? Gregory? Uh, Gregory booked out the door. I imagine he's still running. I wouldn't think we've got much shot of catching him now. Emekis Ime- and I cracked a deal, um, and he, um, teleported out uh, and-, and took his sister with him. I killed the dog. That thing was mean. It's a demon of some kind, I think. It was. Yeah, I don't think she saw any of that. I think she yeah. was gone before the dog turned into a, a uh, giant monster. Pepper- she sort of raises a couple of eyebrows at this, like she thinks you're kidding, <laughs> scans your face for the joke, and then sort of shakes her head like this. Alright. I think Amicus must have conjured her something to, to protect her. She's, um, Bryn got, um, Bryn was on that side of the room. Um, Pavaret is not maybe quite as pretty as she once was, which, you know, in, in her case is kind of a terrifying prospect. I'm not certain anyone will be able to tell the difference. Yeah, quite possibly not. Anyway, he said he'd, um, he still had some nasty spell. Bryn kicked him a lot, but he still had some nasty spells on him, and I'd, um, wasn't mad for taking him out just for wanting to save his sister. So um, we let him we let him head off. Um, he said he wouldn't be coming back. I don't think there's a lot to hold him here. And your army is outside the castle gates, ready to ready to break in. Oh, I, I heard the I heard the banging and the screams of fire. <laughs> I imagine that's your people's work. Yeah, um, we should probably tell Svetlana to stop setting the building on fire. In the courtyard are a band of two dozen giants, but I don't anticipate any problem with them. I have taken the liberty of persu- I have taken the liberty of persuading the leader that his service in Fort Drelive has ended in exchange for certain in exchange for certain favours. Alright. She says and um makes this slightly ambiguous gesture that looks vaguely like rubbing fingers together. 
Not as in she sexually wild him. Yeah, was giant. Yeah, yeah. I was. I didn't think that was what it. it that was what it sounded yeah, yeah, like. I just. But I, I heard that in my head as soon as I said it. And I'm like, no, no. She needs no, to no. be clear. That's not. What she needs. No, no. The, um, um, but she's. I have. I have that situation under control. Uh, once we have a way cleared, or once we have a way cleared for them to depart without incident, I'll see them on their way. Unless you would prefer to destroy them, well, you can. But yeah. they are likely to fight back and inflict several casualties. Nay, if you've got to deal with them, um, that's fine. I'll just explain to them there um, not to be coming back. Uh, Alright, um, well, let's, um, let's get out of here, let's get out of here and go open the place up a bit. Caleb is going to pick Drelev up on the basis that his corpse might be handy for convincing people that they've um, yep. got a bit of a regime change thing going on. Yep. And I am planning to search his body at a discreet moment where I'm not doing it in front of the yep. decks. And so Quintessa will then lead you down towards the main courtyard and the main gates. Uh, unerringly, she knows the palace like the back of the castle like the back of her hand. Unsurprisingly. Uh, several guards sort of openly rush up to challenge you and, you know, sort of see the corpse in your hand. Yeah. You know, see Quintessa with you, you know, Quintessa holds it holds a hand up and says, the king, you know, the king is dead, long live the king. Yeah. And they sort of... Yeah. Uh, can you give me a sense motive check here? Oh, that's number. 24. Okay, so, honestly, you know, none of them seem all that surprised. They didn't yep. know this was coming today. Yeah. They didn't know it was coming from you, necessarily, but they knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, you know, the the vast majority of the guards are accepting of this, but not happy about it, because the ones in the castle are... Uh, the loyalists. Drelin. They're not Drelin's heavy loyalists, but they're, you know, more loyal to him than your average soldier outside. Because there's a hierarchy. The dudes outside were only regular loyal. The ones inside the castle were extra loyal, and the ones inside of the palace were the ones who would literally die to protect yeah, him. The, these guys have a bunch of normal concerns of, well, King Caelan is our enemy, you know, what does this mean for us? Are we going to be disbanded? Are we going to be executed? You yeah, know, is he we're probably going to lose, at the least, we're going to lose our cushy position in the castle in exchange for his guards, who would probably like to be promoted to a cushy position in the castle. Yeah. Um, etc, etc, etc. And you head down. Um, Quintessa will take you to the Giants, um, where you uh, find the... There are indeed, basically, literally two dozen giants sort of stuffed into the big court. It's a yeah. big courtyard, but two yeah. dozen giants does tend to fill some things. Yeah. Um, and you are introduced to Crag, the leader of the Hill Giants. Um, Quintessa walks up to him. He's sort of got the big giant great club over his shoulder. Chris Murray walks up to him. Chief Crag, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, King Hannes Drelev is dead. But that's nothing you need to be concerned about. This is Caelan, the new king of Fort Drelev. Craig's that looks down at you. Uh, Caleb waves up at him. We're not getting paid anymore, are we? Afraid not. I think, Chief Craig, as your friend, it would be my advice that you leave here. King Caelan has magnanimously agreed to let you go about your way. Uh, 
If you say so, Dessa. <laughs> you can add any writers onto this you desire. Uh, it's up. Uh, if you boys want to head on out, 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 I'll make. We'll make certain that you um, make it out safely. Um, don't make any trouble in these lands hereabouts, or I might have to come and sort it out. Uh, we're not staying. We're not staying here. This place is a swamp. We're heading back out to the mountains. Good luck to you then. And, um, Caelan will glance at Quintessa and make, you know, motions as he's prepared to pay what he uh, she, 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 she shakes, she shakes her head slightly and smiles and dimples at you. Leans in, uh, she smiles, dimples at you, leans into you. Thank you so much for your magnanimous generosity, my liege. Leans over, kisses you on the cheek and whispers in your ear, I've already taken care of it. And several other details. Yep. Alright, and um, yes, we will, and I will arrange with the um, army to let the giants out and let them depart the city. Yep, and your your takeaway from Crag is basically, um, this This is the previous sense motive check again. Yeah. Your takeaway from Crag is basically, he and his giants can see that they're going to lose this fight. They're going to lose they're going to lose it. Uh, they'll go down bloodily swinging. You know? yeah. They can take a decent whole whole full of people with you because an army of hill giants, which they literally are, yeah, it's like um, a twenty foot yeah. strong army of hill giants, is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um but it's a question of when they die, not if. Yeah. And Craig seems completely persuaded by whatever deals and arrangements Quintessa has made with him in advance. Yeah. This is just a done deal. Like, as soon as he sees Draylor's corpse, he just sort of goes, okay. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> and you get the impression that he gives absolutely no fucks that Hannes Draylor is dead. Yeah. This is purely a mercenary relationship. Yeah. Hannes is paying them probably in literal gold as well as, you know, food and yeah, whatever else they get it. here. Yeah. And he, when he says he's going to piss off back to the Minesburg Mountains, you, like, he, he has no reason to lie to you. Yeah. And that's where the giants have presumably come from in the first place, so... You basically... Quintessa will go to the gates, or the troops to open up the gates. Everybody seems very comfortable following her orders. Yeah. They open up the gates, your armies come in, your commanders get instructions, right, we're all moving out of the way, the army of hill giants is going out, we're going to send several scouts to shadow them, yep. basically all the way back to the Minespin Mountains to make sure they actually go there. And also to make sure nobody gives them any trouble yep. our, in our territories. Yeah, they're, they're literally going to escort them out of the city under yep. armed guard. Yeah. Um, once they're out of the city and start moving off west away from Fort Draylev and out of your kingdom... That'll take them vaguely towards Dagomark again. Yeah. Um, then scouts are actually going to follow them to ensure they end up where they're going. Yeah. And, you know, they're giants, but they're not stupid by any stretch of the imagination, so they'll presumably pick their way around Dagomark's civilised realm as opposed to walking through the middle of one of their cities. Yeah, yeah. All good. All good. Giant problem taken care of. Giant problem taken care of. All right, so at this point we... Um you know, invite the commanders into the castle. Um, Caelan will stop carrying Hannah Strelev around, put him down somewhere, and lose his body. Oh, I don't know if you remember this one from um, a, something that the character would know. From a previous meeting you had with Quintess Moray in the Temple of Aristil a while back, um, she's wearing this 
you know, very skanky looking, um, belly revealing, low cut top that's actually, actually a glamoured glamour armour. Yes, yes, no, I definitely remember that. <laughs> she can she can be covered up and sexy simultaneously. Yep. It's 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 sexy bordering right on slutty. Yeah. You know, one inch less fabric and it's just slutty. Yeah, but you know Yeah, Kaylin's Kaylin doesn't buy it. Yeah, Kaylin's okay with that. <laughs> Is it better or worse that it's an illusion? <laughs> Kaelin doesn't dwell. Kaelin approves of the fact that she's actually wearing armour. Yeah. Because he approves of people taking care of themselves, and particularly women. But, you know, he's not to- if she wants to look if, if she wants to look all hot and revealing, Kaelin's not, you know, totally heartbroken or anything. Alright, and at this point you are Pulling your army commanders in, you are probably headed for a large amount of meetings. Yes. At some point in here, you can haul up. Um, you can you can loot Hannah Straylev. Yep. Uh, and you're endeavouring to conceal from Quintessa that you are doing this. And not necessarily conceal from her in the sense that I'm trying to hide that I'm doing it. Yeah. I just don't want to do it in his bedroom where she slept right, with him, right, with, yeah, with, right. with her standing there. You know, because it really underscores the whole, you know, you slept with him and then you organised his death thing, which I don't think that, I don't think she should feel particularly bad about, but I don't really want to rub it. But she's going to become aware that you've taken Drelev's stuff, because like, yeah. otherwise you're going to need to, like, it wouldn't be hard to conceal it from her and sell it on the quiet. Or no, 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 I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally not trying to keep it a secret from her, I just don't want to do it right there. Uh, at which point, probably not immediately, but somewhere in here, uh, when she becomes aware of this... She will literally just tell you what it is. Sweet. Because she knows exactly what gear he is wearing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or at least, you know, when you wave this and that and the other thing in there. Yep. Um, this is now po- pointless to you, but you have a master set of keys to Fort Drelev. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Drelev has three potions of cure serious wounds. Oh, very nice. Yep. Pro- plus three breastplate. Nice. A plus two defending Eldori sword. Ha! <laughs> to up his AC. Yep. Yep. Um, a belt of, I think it's giant strength, plus four. Uh, yep. <laughs> Just like Kaelin's. Mind you, I think um, some other people in the party might like to see that. An amulet of natural armor, too. Very nice. Sounds like something Woodchaser might like. A Cloak of Charisma 4. Ooh, nice. Tristram's already got the um, good upgraded one, though, doesn't he? I think so. That's Vermana yeah. certainly does. Yeah. But she now wants them as well. Uh, yeah. A Ring of Protection plus 3. Ooh, pretty. Yeah, like, he, he had some serious gear making up his... Uh, he has 27 AC by my account. So. Yeah, yeah, the, um, that, that, that is definitely... On the other, no, my ring slots are full. Someone will want it. Uh, his other ring yep. is a ring of evasion. Ooh. That is seriously classy. I'm sure someone wants that. Because uh, the, the, um, the NPCs don't fill the wrong slots as fast as I do. has to be someone who's not wearing two of them who doesn't already have evasion. Obviously, it's not much use to Bryn. He has two potions of lesser restoration. Ooh, nice. Could definitely go for some of that. Yep. Um, and 
that's and what is literally in his pockets in what's basically a go bag there are several very valuable looking gems yeah uh, you have actually seen some of this stuff before when you broke in through his secret entrance yeah he had like a little hidey hole room down there yeah and several of the things in there are now on, in his possession right yeah among other things this ring of evasion God knows if I describe this, or if you remember it, this was now 15 sessions on ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Ring of Evasion is one of those Tiger Lord Barbarian ones. It's made of green wood and has a snake and a lizard fighting on it. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, yes, so he has a big pile of gems on him as well. Uh, I can give these to you all one at a time. I can just give you X gold gems. Uh, I probably... Um... Uh, yeah, no, give me the gems one of the five. Okay, so you have a yellow topaz worth 500 gold. Cool. A deep blue sapphire worth 400. Cool. An amethyst worth 300. Yep. A ruby worth 200. Yep. Four pearls worth 100 gold apiece. Perfect identifying ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, four moonstones. Yep, and Draylid's crown is also worth money, although. Yeah, how much is the how much in the moonstone? Uh, Fifty apiece. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know if that's treasure or if it belongs to the castle. I mean. It, uh, broadly speaking, it belongs to the ruler of Fort Draylid. Because, yeah. like, if he died, it would be given to his son if he had one. If he yeah. Was here if he had one. Uh, he didn't have a child. God knows what his heir status is. Yeah, yeah. To, to be honest, with Draylev, you'd guess that he doesn't have one because that would just be encouraging his heir to stab him in the back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that is it for yep. what he has on him. It's only like maybe a hundred thousand gold worth of gear. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, good. he is the king. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing quite a lot of pers- I'm wearing quite a lot of money on my personal back. <laughs> Admittedly, I know how to wield a sword. Uh, and at this point I think we're probably down to a lot of um, lengthy meetings and that sort of thing in terms of what you're organising and where and that Yep. so at, at any point any how much of this you want to roleplay versus just info dump is up to you yeah I definitely want to do some roleplaying in terms of I don't want to just cut straight to info dumping so I want to at least start a council session with all the people but um, we will play we will Role play a bit and then switch to info dumping as seems important. Sure. So, uh, why don't you give me a stability check over here? Yep, sure thing. Um, uh, I make that. Okay, then in that case, you may probably add more things to your treasure list because what will be reported into you at some point is that several of your army were bumped into on the way out by somebody they couldn't see who they grabbed, and you have Grigory prisoner. Oh, sweet! They have put him in... They, they have literally just put him in jail. Excellent. At present. And they have taken his stuff as well. Sweet. Because, obviously... Yeah, yeah, I'm totally taking Grigory's stuff. Okay, so he has a very... a needlessly fancy masterwork rapier. Nice. Alright, so I'll put Grigory on the other page. Like, it's 
it's not actually so much that it's super awesomely well made as just ridiculously shiny. Yeah. Um, he has a plus two chain shirt. Uh, this stuff you would actually have to identify because Quintessa doesn't know what his gear is. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but, 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 you know, assuming I give it to Michaela over the course of a number yeah, of yeah, days. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and he has another plus four cloak of charisma. Ah, uh, yep. Because mm-hmm. you just cannot have your charisma high enough when you work for Hannah's Dragonlance. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. So he, what, he has several other things, but nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Uh, we have Gregory in jail. Happiness. Yep. Callan rejoices. Uh, you also have you also have Lynette in jail as well. Ah, uh, right, yep. Um, in the sense that she's gone out and rather than starting a fight with all the troops, has more or less surrendered to them. Yeah. They've just kind of stuck them all in Fort Draylon's jail arbitrarily. None of them have been tortured, ill-treated, or even put in poor quality conditions. Excellent, yep. So we'll need to sort They're that just out. in a holding pattern. Basically. Yep. So we'll need to sort that out, but that wouldn't be my first priority. Uh, yep. Yes, so. Yep. So you are in a mini-council meeting at this point? Yep, so I think, um, you know, we will send word back to Stag, back to um, Alexrest to let them know that we have um, uh, liberated Fort Draylev, which yep. is definitely how we're spinning it, and to send word that um, Lord Tyrion's daughters should be, um, you, know, you know, we'll send some scouts to say um, Lord Tyrion's daughters would probably like to... Um, Return under under armed escort to Portrait. Hard to argue with. So we'll send for Cassandra and um, whatever the younger girl's name was. Uh, Tamari, I think. Tamari, that's it. I knew it was pretty. Alright. And yes, so, um, but we will probably sit down that very day. So, um, yeah, well, at this point, you're you're probably having your meeting in Castle Draylev's meeting room. Yes, so, um,. The um, Hannah Strelev's body, incidentally, I will send to the local graveyard yep. with the, un- the local um, mortuary or whatever. Yep. With the understanding he's to be buried as a um, you know as a citizen of Fort Draylev yep. with a little monument and yep. that, but not with doubtless not with the grandeur no. he, he would expect as his due. It should be taken care of at the Temple of Erastil, but for the fact that all the priests there have left. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm sure we can find some more. Yes, I'm sure you can. <laughs> for the moment, like, there's a few functionaries still there who haven't been quite insulted enough by Drella's policies to act up and leave. Yeah. So they will temporarily put him in a holding pattern as well. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, I think the, um, the citizens would like a funeral for him, so yep. they'll organise something like that at a later stage. But for now, I'm not, you know, taking the head as a trophy or anything gross like that. No. Yeah. There's not a lot of point. Very yeah. few people doubt that you have seized control of Fort Draylev with yeah. your armies marching the streets openly. Yeah. Alright, so you are in Fort Draylev. Oh, we'll probably have hands in jail at this point as a, in a nice friend, or just generally hanging out somewhere in a, in a someone's keeping an eye on him kind of way. Um... You are in a... This This is all about to be reported to yep. anyway. So you are in a mini-meeting room. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You are in a fancy meeting room. Yeah. It, it must be said it's not super fancier than yours. Yeah. It's just what you have in here are a lot of things like bejeweled chalices and pointless niceties. Yeah. Hmm? Um, 
So in here you've got Kayla. Yep. Svetlana, Michaela, Tristram, Bryn. Yep. Um, Akros, because he's your general. Yep. And would be out here anyway. Uh, I believe a Denied came with you and a, a Core of Silverfire wanted to come with you as well. Right, yes, so I'll have both of them. Yep. Yeah, Denied is, doesn't need to be in this because she's one of your army generals. Yeah. As a, Army leaders, army yeah, commanders, thank you. I didn't bring the central army, but I'm perfectly happy if Denise wanted to come and fight personally. Because the centre army are staying home to keep an eye on um, things at home. Uh, so that's pretty much it. So you've got your yep. mini council here. Yeah. That consists of basically the PCs, Akaros, um, a core of silver fire. Uh, and um, then you have any combination that you choose to invite. Uh, of you will be rapidly told basically Lynette, Grigory and Hand have all surrendered and being arrested yeah. in various degrees and are in jail um, and you have three people who are not your councillors in Lillian Visky, Lord Tyrion Domesti and Lady Quintessa Murray, Yeah, who may or may not be sitting in on this meeting at your um, invitation in leisure. Yep, so I will invite all three of them to yep. sit in on the meeting, and quite pointedly, that will be the team. Yep. It's the people who the people who sided with me before I took the place are the people who are in on this meeting. Yep. Uh, so Quintessa, you know, politely introduces herself to everyone here who doesn't know her, um, as, as does probably Tyrion and, and Lillian, less po- slightly less politely. Yeah. Courtly. Quintessa is full of courtly graces. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as they can, Lillian and Tyrion go and sit on opposite sides of the table, but, but as far away from each other as they can, so one up by your head and one on the other side down at the table. Yeah. Uh, Quintessa endeavours to put herself around the middle... Vaguely closer to you, but not sitting at your right, not not endeavouring to sit at your right hand. Yeah. Uh, in fact, she will sit next to Tristram, who is quite happy to just plant himself in the middle of the table. She sits on Tristram's side, closer to you. Yeah. Um, and that's the table. All right. Caelan will um, sit himself down at the head of the, ta- the table with an air of taking... Yep. His rifle place, frankly. <laughs> feet up on the Not quite feet up on the table, but he sits, you know, he's a big man and he sits down at the head of the table with yep. an air of comfort. Which it probably doesn't surprise you to learn you are sitting in the biggest, comfiest, gold gilded chair that is obviously Hannah Stray lives. Yeah, actually, he'll sit down relatively comfortably and then he'll stare at the chair for a moment. Yep. Bloody hellfire. People do spend money on some funny things, don't they? <gasps> this one's pretty, but. Really uncomfortable. It's kind of lumpy and hard. Tristan says, mine feels fine. Anyone else? (laughs) Quintessa smiles. Perhaps the good queen would care to trade chairs with me. (laughs) Perhaps we can get another chair brought in. Yeah, this doesn't seem like the sort of problem we have to bother ourselves with. Uh, Literally... Bryn's sitting in the Queen's chair, which is delightful looking, but for some reason is lumpy, hard, and pointy. <laughs> oh man, that's pity. And Quintessa obviously knows what the gag is here. Yeah. Hence she's happy to swap, but that would give her the Queen's chair, so Bryn sort of just glares at her. Yeah. And some functionaries bring you in a, a neutral chair. chair. Yeah. Uh, all yes, right. yes. 
Yes, it is petty and pathetic because that's basically what Drillin's marriage was about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, I, I, I obviously didn't improve his life, but I feel that unmarrying them was a net good for uh, all concerned. You actually probably need to bring in a few chairs anyway because there are not enough for all the people. Ah, uh, yes. Because um, Drillin's council was we. <laughs> there, there are literally Teat. there. There are not so much um, name tags around the table because that would be redundant. But there are markers of positions and insignias and that sort of thing. There's a chair for the queen. Sorry, a, be- a magnificent chair for the king. A beautiful but uncomfortable chair for the queen. A chair for the magister, Rebecca Strewn. A chair for the councillor. A chair for the high priestess. And that's it. There isn't one for the grand diplomat. There isn't one for the marshal. There isn't one for the enforcer. Oh, there is one. There is one for the treasurer for hand. It's just a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't one for the general, there isn't one for the warden, and there isn't one for Quintessa. <laughs> Nasty. She doesn't get a chair. Yeah. She does now. Chairs for all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no this one, is what it's like to be wrong. No one's, no one's getting Raj treatment. Uh, Alright. Oh. Welcome to Fort Drelith for those of us who are just arriving for the first time. Um, we need to um, think about what we're going to do with the place now that we've finally gotten it. And um, what we can do for the people of Fort Drelith who are naturally inclined to be, I think, a little worried now that they've been conquered and all that. It is good to be back here again, says Lord Tyrion, looking around, sitting in his council chair. Yeah. Yeah. The people will no doubt be disturbed by what they have seen here today and for a great many weeks to come, but I am certain, based on my personal impression of you, Your Majesty, that we will be able to assimilate them into the wider kingdom of Stagthorn over time. I am certainly hoping so. Um, it's uh, it's our first kingdom that we have um, conquered, as opposed to um, and kill glance over it. Um, Akora being invited in, as you will. But um, Drelov certainly went out of his way to um, give people a distaste for him, um, so, which will hopefully help to bridge the gap. So it is true, then, says Lillian with a big smile on her face. The king is dead. Yeah, I um, had him taken down to the. I had him taken down to the mortuary. Uh, to, I had him taken down to the terrible temple of Aristotle. There's still a few chaps down there. In your face, you spineless, weenie, fat, tax-taking bastard. He had every bit of it coming. I assure you. It was actually. It was a bit weird, really. I wasn't. You know. I. I mean. I. He came up to fight me, and I was fighting with the eight guards, or is eight or so personal retainers, and. I stabbed him once and he disappeared. And I thought he'd, you know, teleported or something. But he bled to death up in the he bled to death up, up in his bedroom. He had some kind of a contingency spell on him. And protection provided by Magister Rebecca Strun, says Quintessa quietly and smiles. But uh, it turns out, yeah, I mean, it's not totally surprising that his reputation was a bit inflated. What with him never actually doing anything. But I wasn't expecting him to go down quite that easy. And Tristan pops up. Really? He, he had a contingent spell? Oh, that's very rare magic. You don't see a lot of that. What could it have been linked to? And Quintessa sort of says to him, I have some under- some limited understanding of Amecus's uh, work. Perhaps we could speak of it. You know, and she literally leans in and whispers quietly into his ear, and he nods, briefly satisfied with this. She sort of says, you know, we'll speak more of it later. Later would be good. 
<laughs> the contingency indicates that he wasn't a graduate. I understood he'd gone to the... Go to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll do the important business later. <laughs> um, yes, so, yes. Yeah, and Callum um, will smile a little bit. Yes, very dead. The, um... Amicus and his sister um, took the opportunity he provided to them of um, departing Fort Drayworth forthwith and taking none of their baggage. He didn't sound like he was planning on coming back. And we have um, Gregory, and Caleb will take a moment to have a big vangy grin, Lynette in hand in the cells for the moment. I've no quarrel with either of the latter two and um, we'll be heading down there to talk things over with them and let him out later on once we've Settle business. Yeah, so hand we picked up after the parlay. Uh, Lynette came up and Lynette came up and surrendered to surrendered to the troops. Good looking girl. <laughs> uh, I didn't see Gregory. Uh, we took care of that one, says Lillian. He bumped in, he bumped into the troops while sneaking out invisible. A unseen but not unheard for such a fat man. Uh, some of my boys took care of that. Your boys? You mean my soldiers? Well, no, they have had some some special training from me to over the last over the last several months to be on the lookout for exactly that sort of trick. You, know, you had no part in the two of them starting. Yeah, blaring now, the now, up. let's let's not have any more of that. You don't have. I know it's been a tough 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 ten months. You both have my gratitude, food, and you've both done a great job. But you don't have to be living together anymore. You don't have to be living in the same building anymore. You can go your separate ways a bit more. Then may I assume, Your Majesty, Sister Tyrion, that I will be permitted to return to what were my quarters in the castle. I can stop living with this whore. Callum will wince, glance at Lily. Uh, perhaps I'm sure a man of your um, distinguished position would um, prefer to retract an insult to a lady. I for myself would love to come and live in this wonderful castle <laughs> instead of my whorehouse, <laughs> she says, glaring. And it is a literal statement of fact. <laughs> All right, let's have enough of that now. And Caelan will change his voice with a little bit of and menace and glare at both of them. And they, they settle slightly, and Quintessa sort of coughs slightly in the moment of quiet. <laughs> uh, when, when and as it please you, King Caelan, this is the more formal setting, she'll go yep. with that, uh, I have reports on on, cast, on Fort Drayle of its current state. It, its current state, its populace, that sort of thing... Let's be having them then. And she literally gives you a bunch of paperwork that is the big info dump of all the stuff that is in Fort Rayleigh. Cool. Which you can have now or later as you like. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm good to have now. Okay. So, I have conveniently written all the things down. So I put them together for you. I haven't done the city map yet, but um, probably don't need that immediately. No. Um, so, Fort Drayleigh... Uh, has a population of what should be around 2,125, making it uh, smaller than Elk's Rest, but not significantly, and bigger than anything else in your kingdom. Sweet. However, at least half of those people are not here, because there are basically a bunch of abandoned buildings where people have left, or gone broke and can't afford to live in them, and that sort of thing. Generally, what Quintessa says is all the infrastructure is there, 
you need to recruit some people who will come pretty ASAP once it becomes clear Hannes Dreyliv is no longer king. Yeah. Uh, basically, to get the city back up to code, because it's missing people, the authoritarian regime has killed or driven off a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and the buildings are in a state of disrepair because there are not enough people to maintain them. Yeah. Um, if and when you are prepared to spend 10 build points on a rebuilding and re-advertising campaign, the population will basically go back up to where it is expected to be. Yeah. Um, Fort Drelev inside it has three sets of walls. Wow, th- level three walls. Yes. Class. Um, a watchtower, or rather four of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a defense value of 30. Instantly. That's all the walls, the what the four watchtowers, watch a barracks, uh Castle Drelev, and I believe there's a garrison as well. Yeah, there must be because they have big they're quartering bigger armies than they uh, they must be quartering bigger armies than they could fit in the castle. Uh the castle can actually I believe hold a can hold something anyway. Can hold a large yeah, army, yeah. I believe. It's just that's not true. Anyway, they they so a lot of watchtowers are barracks. Uh, they have the Velvet Corner, which is an extremely high-class brothel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Castle Drelev. Uh, one of the more productive um, people within the city is their exotic craftsman, who is a specialist in pets and animals. Neat! And literally makes, you know, magic items and fancy collars for dogs and this kind of thing. Sweet. I bet he'd do stuff for horses. Uh, there are four mansions within the city. There are four tenements that are not presently being used attached to any buildings. There are a bunch of houses that I haven't accounted for because they've already been spent yeah. on the buildings, effectively. Uh, but I do need to remember they actually take up map space. So that would actually up that. There is an inn called the Iron Steeple, which you have stayed in. Yes, that's right. Hopefully trade will improve there. Uh, There are Sutton Stables. You have literally met the Stable Master at some point way back when. He was the asshole that came to your first um, fair day. Oh, the guy that that said I could put a pig on a uh, wig on a pig and find a bride that way. Yes. Ah. His name is uh, Gaston Sutton. Yeah. And, um... Drelev sent him as his... He's the royal stable master. Yeah. He, runs, he runs these stables in the city. Yeah. Drelev sent him as an insult instead of a councillor to your yeah. first um, Founders Day Fair. Yeah. Uh, you have a couple of general goods stores. You have a shrine to Nadira, the goddess of uh, tragic love. Ah, yes. that the, Oh, the yes. one. Of course, because um, he took the deal with he her. He took a deal with her... Um, to build a shrine to uh, not actually to build a shrine to he took a deal to build his city on what is it but he's presumably and done then, more along as the way. he has Nadirans within the city yeah, he yeah, has built, built a shrine, shrine to at some point uh, notably he doesn't have a temple to Abadar Quintessa tells you that he should but he doesn't right he's made that deal and broke it. It. yeah um, he has a blacksmith he has Picklewink soup and kettle which is a tavern sweet belonging to a gnome Cool. Uh, he has a temple of Aristotle. Yep. Four tenements, uh, a pier, a jail, a garrison, a granary, a monument to Hannes Drelev, 
So I... he's, he's got a monument park. Most of them are statues of him. Yeah, that's okay. You I'm can sure... knock them down and build new statues. Yeah, I'm sure we can find some space in there for statues of other people by removing some of the statues of him. And he has a fine luxury goods store. Cool. Which sells a lot of frippery and fried yeah, china yeah. and noble guff. Uh, fundamentally, the city's got all the basic services covered, and then it's got a really highfalutin noble district, yeah. and really nothing in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it um, certainly makes Elk's rest look and, a lot more moderate, even when we were just starting it up. And it's got defense up the wazoo. Yeah. Which is kind of great, actually, because this, um, like, Varnhold is actually pretty difficult to invade at this point, and Drail- yeah. Fort Drailev is kind of in the middle of everyone. It also has a remarkably high base value of 7,500. Sweet. Um, because some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff they've built is fancy... Fancy up, value upgrading value stuff. Value upgrading things. Uh, the kingdom as a whole owns five hexes. No, four hexes, sorry. Of which you've explored them all. Yeah. There's this one where Fort Drayliff is. A claimed lake hex next to it with a fishery in it. Yeah. A claimed farm above and a claimed farm below, functionally. Yeah. Uh, Giving it a consumption of what is effectively minus one. Right, yeah. So the, it, Fort Drelev produces more food than it actually eats. So yeah. when you fold it into your city, you will lose consumption instead of gaining it. Sweet. Uh, be it, uh, that probably isn't true by the time you claim a bunch of hexes. It's when you're to join us but up, functionally yeah. it's got a consumption of one because you can't uh, have an excess of production. So, yeah. But that's effectively what they've got. Sweet. Uh, and it has an army. Who are now yours, if you want them, maybe, and there will be, you know, debate around whether or not that's a good idea. Yeah. These are not the palace guards, this is the army outside in the street, the one who, um, Tyrion is, um, presently in a sort of control of. Yeah. He has control of bits of it, and the rest of them have decided not to fight for Fort Drelev. Yeah. Uh, they are Fort Drelev's shield, shields, they are a huge army of humans, 500 warrior threes. Uh, they know the tactic hold the line where they get extra defense to go with their 30 defense value um, and they have healing potions nice that is classy and this is now all player facing information thank you very much I'm admiring here some some counsel and, yeah she she has written you a report that um specifies, you know, what these things are in a way of, you know, this store adds about yay to the economy yeah. of the city every year, not literally economy plus one, but yeah. mm-hmm. there we are. Yep. Alright. Lovely. And alright. So the town's, um, the city's in good enough shape then if could, um, use a bit of, um, uh, patching up and the like. But, um, they certainly built the place for defence. It's, um, I have to admit, I admire that, and it'll be useful. Um, we've got um, Pytax and um, Solar Fort on the border. Fort Drelev has never been successfully invaded until now, although we did open the gates to you. Aye, I mean, um, that wasn't, uh, it wasn't exactly a test of the defences, now was it? And a core of Silverfire actually speaks up here, and she says, There was no battle and no war, as you had hoped for. I and I'm ple- pleased I am of it. I didn't enjoy... Because um, you literally haven't had one army combat doing this. Yeah, I didn't enjoy taking out um, Drelev's loyalists. They were um, good men fighting for their home, and th- taking uh, killing them all was not what I wanted. But um, 
we didn't have to take out the mercenaries and we didn't have to kill we didn't have to kill the, the general soldiers and I'm very pleased about it. What we do now though is an interesting question. I um think this place could use an army and the existing one appears to be good uh, 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 appears to be a good solid force but I'm not so certain that I want to um immediately take them on and just send our boys home. And um I'd appreciate uh, thoughts on what we do next in a more general way. I'll consider matters in terms of um, what happens to the individual people uh, in a bit more detail later, but I'd like your thoughts, and he looks specifically at the three Drelevians, on um, uh, what we do now to reassure the people and how we make certain that the city stays ours. And um, you don't have to do this this bit in yep. character. And simultaneously, Quintessa and Tyrion pop in with, I suggest, and then, you know, look at each other, she, after you. He will lead off, and uh, several people will go back and forward here. Um, and uh, Michaela, as the broad strokes politician here, will stick her oar in several times. And uh, can you give me a quick sense motive check here? Uh, 16. No, actually, this isn't really opposed, so you pick that up. Uh, Quintessa is exceedingly, almost cloyingly polite to her. Michaela behaves exactly the same way back again. Yeah. They do the, you know, if you think that's that's a good idea, Lady Moray. Oh, no, I insist on your expertise, Lady Moray. Oh, no, I would be delighted to hear your opinion on this. Yeah. They're um they're um feeling some competition on the smartest lady in the room front. They have exception. They have exceptionally sharp, quiet knives being looked at each other. Yep. You won't even see them enter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. Um, so from several people, uh, and Tyrion and Lillian, of course, talk over the top of each other repeatedly yep. and interrupt each other and glare at each other and settle down again. Um, you should make them both counsellors it'll be great yeah yeah I can see that this isn't going to be a problem at all Um, so in terms of what happens there's some discussion about this most of your counsellors agreement that you should basically immediately open up the castle walls and the coffers and the banquet halls and that sort of thing and put on some grand liberation day feast so wait um to A, show all the citizens and a show of force that yes, we have in fact totally killed the king and liberated this place. Um, B, you know, that's a good thing. We're all going to have a, a you know, like three days party, basically. Yeah, uh, incidentally, martial law's over and there's no more hill giants in the city. Yeah, yeah. You can totally come out of your houses and spend money and things. So that's the short term. Yep. Um, Kaelin is in favour of this and expresses several opinions about what kind of party it should be. <laughs> Long term, Tyrion swears by the loyalty of the army and that as good upstanding Aristalians they will defend their home. Uh, Michaela sort of points out in an exquisitely polite fashion, deferring to Quintessa several times, uh, that they will defend, you know, she's quite certain they will defend their home, but, you know, Perhaps under the circumstances, you know, it might. She understands the value of the military force, but it might lend itself to problems if you have these guys um, 
Yeah. Um, if it, like, you leave, you take all your troops with you, and what prevents them from seizing Fort Drelev is then kind of nothing. Yeah. They need, they need somebody to lead, yeah. which they don't presently have. They've got a generic brand commander. Yeah. Um, but there's that possibility if you leave them sitting here. Yeah. Uh, you could also disperse them. Akaros is less keen on giving away a valuable army. Yeah. On the other hand, if you keep them, you have to feed them. Yeah, and the thing is, if we want an army here, we could found our own. I mean, we, yes. would, we, we would lose these guys' tactic. Yes. But the thing is, any new, because we have a military academy, any new army we found could have a tactic of their own. You can remove the healing potions resource from them. You yeah. can literally pass it off to another army of the same size. Yeah. Uh, doing so reduces the morale of the donating army. Yeah. So Fort Drail of Shields unsurprisingly become more upset when you take away the healing potions given to someone else. Oh, on the other, on the other hand, hand, if you're going to disperse them, that's yeah. not a problem anyway. You just leave them on the way out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tyrion literally has a list of these are the guys that I trust with my life. You yeah. Know, keep these guys on and distribute them amongst your armies elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Caelan will talk it over with people, but we'll come to the decision that we will be disbanding Fort Drelev's shields. We may in due time find build a new force, a new army composed of men of Fort Drelev, but it will be not entirely all Fort Drelev yeah. men, and consisting of guys that we know, and led, partly of guys we know, and led by a commander of our choosing style yep. of thing. Yep, yep. That is absolutely your decision. Yep. And, and you know, yes, at that point I will totally loot their healing potions for my own huge army. The other one is everyone that is here is in agreement on the sooner you appoint a viceroy to Fort Drelev, the better. Yeah. Because that will give the people consistency of rule. And every... Most of the people here are in semi-unanimous agreement that it should be someone from Fort Drelev yeah. to keep that continuity of rule. Yeah. No one is putting their foot down and insisting on this. It's merely everyone is floating, this is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Michaela again. Yeah. Um, who suggests that, you know, there are already people, you know, awaiting positions that have served Stag Thorn long and loyally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we look forward to being a part of the new Stag Thorn. Yeah. Uh, and it is totally in your ballpark whether you want to change the name of Fort Drelev and Castle Drelev or not. And yeah. if so, to what is entirely in your hands as a player. Yeah. So, um, I will, um, actually... So, Kaelin agrees that a viceroy should be appointed soon, and then moves the conversation hastily along, yep. as though he doesn't want to have it with all three of his viceroy candidates. They talk about the pluses and the minuses of his three viceroy candidates with that, all three of them in the room. That's hard to argue with. Um, it, it, it really seems like he more wants to talk about them with someone else behind their backs first before he makes that call. Yeah, yeah. And um, the um, and the and the expression on his face suggests he's certainly noting that um, Tyrion and Lillian can't sit down to a council meeting together without um, virtually stabbing at each other, even on their first day. Uh, can you give me a sense motive check on that? Actually? Yes. Uh, that's twenty-two. Okay, so basically, the two of them have been living in... They've been living in each other's pockets for the last, I want to say, six months. It I might think it's longer. be more than that. Yeah. Um, 
both of them fundamentally dis- both both of them disapprove of each other on a fundamental level. Yeah. Um, she's a very laid back. You you literally know her, she's a Scarsney thief. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a former Scarsney thief. And a follower of cholesterol. And a follower of cholesterol. Um, and a whorehouse owner, <laughs> a brothel owner. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tyrion is a is a very right wing Aristarlan who, yeah. for starters, although he has very politely kept this opinion to himself, uh, doesn't think that women should be in positions of such power. Generally speaking, women yeah. have a place, and it isn't here at this table. Yeah, he has not expressed this view. He is certainly smart enough and polite enough to not wind anyone with it. Yeah, but that's the sect of Aristotle that he follows. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, there there is no common ball. there is no common ground between them, except that they um, they managed to keep it together because they do both care about Fort Vrelev, but that's like the only thing they have in common. Lillian, in particular, um, is, her dislike of him is coming from her relationship with Cassandra. Yeah, um, because she wants to. Uh, throw it in his face, but has not done so yet, because yep. Cassandra doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's sort of stuck with, he's her father and he's important in her life, so I don't want to, you know... Actually stab him. Actually stab him, but I, I do want to needle him, because he's really annoying to me. But for the most part, these two can be civil to each other, but you're not going to see it for several weeks. Until they Because have. they have been living in each other's pockets, and both of them are locked in a position where they absolutely need each other. Lillian could not have taken Fort Raylev on her own, but Tyrion also could not have done it without her hiding and sheltering him. Yeah. Both of them owe the other one, both of them are uncomfortably aware of it, yeah. and both of them have been working far too closely together. Okay, that's What very... they need are separate projects for yeah. a while. And, and I can't emphasize this enough, Separate places to live. live. Yep, we're in favour of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much the relationship is always going to be that, they're probably never gonna like each other. Yeah, but there is there is hope for a better reconciliation than this. Yep, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Alright, and then um Kalen so Kalen will move will note that he needs advice for as soon as possible, agree to having a big celebration. Decide on dis- dismantling, at least temporarily dismantling, um, dismantling Fort Drelev's army, and will ask the three of them for their opinion on what the citizenry would feel about keeping the name of Fort Drelev versus um, dismantling it. On the one hand, I've no particular liking for the guy. Uh, I, um, on the other hand, I feel I've um, I've dealt to that in a satisfactory manner, and it's been I've had a good poke around the kingdom. But I haven't spent that much time in this city, although actually more than you might think, and you'll smile at Michaela. But I have had a good poke around the land and um, gotten a chance to meet a good few of the people. And it strikes me that um, when I wasn't poking around here, I thought of this place mostly in terms of its dim-witted king. But uh, there's a lot here to be proud of. This is a fairly mighty city, and um, it may have a few features in it which appear to have been crafted solely for the benefit of its lord, but there's a lot more here than just what he built, and there's a lot and the people have a right to be proud of what they have, and this is the name of the place we can get rid of it now, but um, we could also say it's not just a monument to him, it's a monument to what they built 
On the other hand, if they're they're minded, to, if they're feeling a bit um, pissed at him and minded to have a fresh start, I'm open to that as well. So Lillian pops up. Hannes had no Hannes had no friends within the city. Every ally he has had, he has alienated. Even those who even those who stuck loyally by his side, instead of looking to the future. And she looks over at Terry. Yeah. <laughs> um, were rewarded with were, were rewarded with betrayal. That at least Lord Namesty has managed to live through this one. Aye, so it's quite a few poor fellows didn't. Uh, I do not think you would find I do not think you would find anyone here. And believe me, Caitlin, I have my finger on the pulse of this city, or something. Says <laughs> Tyrion. I do not think you will find that anyone here is ter- any of the any of the citizens on the street are terribly attached to Hannes Dreyleb's name. On the other hand, says Tyrion, there are still at least tw- at least twenty men within the city that I could name who were here in the original party. Those who quite literally built Fort Dreyleb with their bare hands from the ground up, myself among them. There are people here who are here when the first stones of the castle were laid, when the first walls were raised, because that's literally what he built, was castle, then walls, immediately. Um, A certain degree of continuity may be useful in terms of uh, showing that our national pride is still alive. How much do we want our national pride to still be alive? Lord Tyrion, says Quintessa. I recognise the sacrifices you and many have made for Fort Dreyliff. I was... Well, I was not in a position to build the walls with my very own hands, nor would I have had the experience or the training. Uh, I have been here since the beginning, and I agree that Fort Dreyliff's history is important. That of it that is true. Perhaps if King Caelan has explored the lands long enough, he has seen something of what I refer to. I have run across a few um, a few monuments to Drayler's greatness. Some of them may have encountered some creative editing. I was particularly pissed, and I'm not speaking just here for myself, to um, discover the um, remnants of the Fae village he had slaughtered. I um, There's not a lot I can do for those folks, but that's one part of this town's history that we will be airing publicly because it's important that those citizenry un- uh, that our new citizens understand that everybody is a citizen of these lands now, including the people that may have been swept aside for the new regime. Quintessa and Tyrion will both sort of raise their eyebrows at this. Uh, you're referring to the bog striders. I was given to understand that they were uh, a sort of large amphibious uh, vaguely dragonfly like thing they drank human blood nay um <laughs> you, and, um, you've still got everyone here yeah, yeah. Tristan Johnson drank human blood bog striders who told you that oh, well that was King Draylon <laughs> Tristan melts yeah uh, take it take it easy kid take it easy is, um, they, no, they're peaceable, no, they're peaceable enough. They, um, well, I think they probably fought in defence of their lives, but who wouldn't, if you take my meaning? Yeah, so from both their points of view, and Lillian yeah. wasn't even here when yeah. this happened, um, they were basically told, there's a group of bloodthirsty, horrible fae monsters out yeah. there, we need to take our armies out and fight them. 
And that's kind of what happened. Neither yeah. Ty- Tyrion is not a war leader. Yeah. Uh, and Quintessa, of course, never touched any of that stuff with a ten-foot pole. Yeah. So both of them were are only down to whatever third-hand impressions they've been given. Yeah. Nay, they're um, they're peaceable folk, from my understanding. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to meet them. Ah, this is, this is more policies to the glory of Hannah Stradliff. Aye, it's gonna t- it's gonna be um, some time to get this place cleaned up and um, take care of those who have managed to survive. I think that our role is to not look to the past of what has happened here, but to a bright new future. And so, between the three of them, Lillian says absolutely change the name. Tyrion says don't. Yeah. Uh, and Quintessa ambivalates between the two. Yeah. All right. I think. Um, Caleb, on the whole, is going to um, think on it some more. Because yep. I don't, or I also don't particularly have a new name I want to call the place. Yep, yep. That is absolutely your decision as a player. Yeah, you can keep it. You can change it. Yeah. Um, the Draylev line has almost entirely ended. In fact, it has literally ended with Hannah Draylev because his wife is Pavaretta Strun Draylev because yep. she wouldn't take his name. And I imagine we'll be getting rid of the rest of it. We'll be going back to Pavaretta Strun when she um, recovers. Yeah, almost from certainly. From the head injury. What, what Draylev? <laughs> yeah. That's alright. And um, Caelan will thank everybody and um, call that um, pretty much dealt to. Um, what we'll probably be doing is um, sending one of the armies back to Elk's Rest and keeping the other one in situ to, for, for a while and then sending it back as well and sort of restabilizing the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to... Um, we'll be organizing the big party and I will want to talk to a couple of people. Yep. Um, I want to talk to Michaela and get her advice on my potential viceroys and um, also on who else is getting councillor positions because I was saving the position of treasurer for someone yep. um, I will want to um, I will want to have a conversation with Cassandra when she gets here, Cassandra and Lillian, Lillian and then Tyrion about um, a certain secret I've been asked to keep and I want to go down to the basement and talk to um, talk to Hand and um and let today. Gregory, I might not rush. Yeah, by all means, you are being told um, that they have been temporarily, literally just packed off to the jail in yeah. a random cell there. Uh, actual order and actual discretion, they can be taken to one of the secure suites of the castle where you put people who are uh, effectively hostages, you know, yep. guests who are technically your prisoners, yep. but you're moving them to nice quarters and feeding them and fanning them and giving them grapes and all the rest of it. Sweet, so um, Lynette in hand will be moved up there. <laughs> and Gregory is snubbed. Yep. Was it the bit where he called you a whoremonger? <laughs> I can't really narrow it down to any one thing. At this, but the, um, it was about the last 12 things he did. Yeah, no, he'd make an excellent Viceroy. Yeah, no. As a citizen, well, he's he's technically uh, Lillian is not a citizen of Fort Draylev either, but yeah. they are functionally citizens of Fort Draylev. Yes, and Lillian may get the viceroy position. He will not. <laughs> All right. Imagine having him work for you. Though. Yeah, no. <laughs> and um, so yes, um, 
I will have, I will actually have had them transferred while the council meeting is, you know, before we even have the council meeting to the Sokura Suites, and then after the council meeting and after things are a bit more under control, I will go up and see them. Um, so, um, we'll go and, um, see, see Lynette and, um... So, she is sitting in here, um, she... Uh, given that she's been treated as an honored guest, her weapons and armor have been removed. She still has this sort of obviously magical bracer on her hand that's generating this glowing hand of force that she has where her original one has been cut off. Um, and, you know, as you come in, she's basically sort of sitting on one of, sitting on one of the fancy couches eating a roast chicken. And she looks up at you, sort of swallows the bite, flicks the bone down with a tink, and says, well, to the victor go to the spoils, come on in. And Kim will come on in and have some chicken, because yeah. why the hell not? <laughs> she's got chicken, she's got ale, you know, she motions to the servant, another chicken and ale come in. Excellent. Kim will eat chicken and drink ale, it's a real satisfaction. Hey, I don't think we got, we didn't get much chance to talk at the tournament, but I um, was very impressed. Yeah. did well there. I saw you there, and your girl with the boulders and the net. Clever. Ah, she is that. Well, you won it. Yep. I mean, I could have fought you in the throne room, but not a lot of point in fighting a losing battle there. And honestly, you could probably give me a good fight. I mean, not take me, but give me a good fight anyway. There's some... If you, um... There's some... The place doesn't have much of it, so... I'm guessing that Draylith Castle has a sparring area, but not one that's up to the Kalen, standard of Kalen's Castle, which he had personally. Uh, it does indeed. It's just kind of like so many of the things that involve Draylith. It's pointlessly bejeweled. It's not designed for efficiency. It's designed for looks. Yeah. I mean, there's a kind of sparring area in this castle. It's not what I call a proper sparring area. It's a bit, bit sparkly. But I'd be glad to... Um, I'd be glad to have... Uh, have a spa with you if you're thinking of it, but I um, mainly wanted to ask what you wanted to do now. Well, usual Merc rules is the contract's up when the, when the rule is dead. Aye. I mean, I ain't getting paid to be the high priestess here anymore. Aye. It's, um... It's, um... Depending if, is if you um, want to stick around or move on. If you want to move on, you um, can head out whenever you like. Your um, contract's over and you're welcome to take your leave. I um, am a bit shy of generals for my armies. If it was something that you were interested in doing. If you were someone else, I'd hand you my contract with Drelev, see what you wanted to offer on it, and we'd negotiate. But the Iron Lord ain't happy with you. I I know it. And I serve him first. Can't argue with that. I mean, Orvenbane was a legend, and you broke it. I did. Yeah, my own um, my own followers of Gorom are pretty pissed at me for that one. And and you don't know me from Adam, and there's no reason you, I should expect you to overlook it. I didn't figure you'd want to take me up on the offer, but I just wanted to make it. I'm not going to start a fight over it, but I've no love for working for you at all. 
No problem. If you were um, interested in having that smiring match, I'd be very happy to, to, to before you take your leave. We're having a big um, party about the place. If you want to stick around for that or not, it's up to you. Oh, it's real tempting. Oh, the party, sure. Yeah. The sparring, uh, it's real tempting to take a poke at you, but on the whole, I think that's probably one of those things. Uh, I had an old friend, a monk named Tusky, used to say to me, never punch when you can think. This is probably one of those things where I should think instead of punch. I mean, beating the king bloody, beating the new king bloody probably isn't going to end well. Know what I mean? Alright, fair enough. Oh, well, stick around for the party. I'll, um, you can, um, I'll, you can move over to one of the regular guest suites. Uh, stick around as, um, for the party and then, um, be heading on your way. Thanks for being straight with me. Uh, gotta tell you, big change to have someone who actually comes to me and tells me what they want to my face in actual words, you know, that mean what they say. <laughs> You're going to be a breath of fresh air for this place. I certainly hope so. Like, look at who she's on the council. <laughs> Emeka Strune is the biggest straight shooter on there. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is well, a lot. Look at the rest of them. Hannah Strelev, the Queen. Yeah. Quintessa and Grigory. Yeah, okay, yes, I can see where you that know, was. Which it. one of them comes and gives Lynette a straight, unambiguous command and we want you to do X? Yeah, I see the problem. And no, because um, because you have destroyed Orvin Bane, you pretty much lose her automatically. That's She fine. has no loyalty to Caitlyn whatsoever, yeah. and you have actively pissed her off seriously. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm I'm sad about that, but not in a way where yeah. he cares cares a lot. I'm not. Um, my main thing was I didn't want her to die because yeah. you know. It's kind of a sad ending. No, I'm, I'm giving you the meta as to why you can't recruit her. It's because you broke Orphan Bane and she's a cleric of Gorm. Yeah, so makes very good and, sense. And unlike Sootscale and Akaros, she has no personal loyalty to you, so yeah. she just goes, no, nope. yeah. fuck yeah. So he is. And um, I will go and see Hand. I'm not certain we need to play that out as a scene. Sure. Um, I'm basically offering him... I'm not offering him the position of my kingdom treasurer. I have other commitments. Yeah. If he wants to, I am, however, offering him a paid position helping out with um, Drelev's finances. Yes, in, in your treasury, as yeah. it were. Yeah, if he wants to stick around. And basically that can be a temporary or permanent position as he likes. He yep. can, you know, if he wants to sort of collect a paycheck for six months showing us where the files are and then head off to a position that's more to his liking, he's welcome if he wants to stick around and as a permanent at a permanent position he's more than welcome but I already have you know people who probably aren't as qualified as him but who I like better for the treasurer role and in a totally largely emotionless and unexcited voice he explains to you at length the economies of scale and the various economies of the kingdom and rah 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 and essentially expresses that he was expecting this outcome because when the bigger kingdom envelops the smaller one, the guy in the smaller position goes to a lesser position and functionally explains that becoming like the two or three I see in your treasury is functionally keeping him at the same status he's currently at. Sweet. He doesn't see it as a pro... It's probably a very slight promotion. It's not a demotion. Yeah. And he's just perfectly happy with that. He doesn't seem to exhibit any loyal... 
It's not that he doesn't exhibit any loyalty to Port Drell, he exhibits no interest yep. in anything but its finances. It's basically the gist here is I bet he's got really great stats and will probably have better stats yeah. than any other treasurer that I could name. Yeah. And but if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm going to have a counsellor, I want a dude with a personality. And he's not even all that excited about the economics of being involved in your kingdom and all the new treasury business that will involve. He's very dry about it. He, he understands it all. He seems to have a very good understanding yeah. of how your treasury works. Yeah. So um, basically the role I have in mind for him is essentially being Fort Greatleaf's treasurer. Because I have a kingdom treasurer, he won't be the kingdom treasurer. But each kind of big, I imagine each kind of big territory has its own treasury standing. Yeah, Vaughn has a staff and that sort of thing. You'll you'll want to um, appoint a mayor of Fort Greatleaf as well. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's a good point. Like Vaughn, Vaughn as the viceroy still has a treasure, a a treasurer who is the treasurer of Vanhold, who is subservient to Leon at present. But yeah, each of these people have staff under them, so that's no problem. So, um, I want to talk to Cassandra. Mm-hmm. So, she probably won't be arriving. Oh, she came with you, didn't she? Uh, I didn't actually declare that. I, I, prob- I don't think she would have, because no. you're coming into an unknown situation with soldiers and all the rest yeah. of that. So, she will come at your, at your call and be escorted by a band of watchmen and that sort of thing. It'll be a couple of days, but I'm perfectly happy to just jump back and forward on this. Yeah, th- this is one I want to have this conversation because it pertains to my decision as vice on viceroys. Yeah. So I will literally, if necessary, actually go out and meet her. Yeah. It's it's not going to be long enough that you're going to run into having your next kingdom turn, which is about when not having a viceroy is going to kick you in the ass. Sweet, that's fine then. So yeah, um, about the time that we're done having the celebration and start the, st- starting to settle things down, um, she will because um, the um, we'll do the kingdom turn. We haven't done this kingdom turn because I yep. wanted to have some idea where Drelov was going. So we'll need to do this month's kingdom turn and sort out the armies and stuff. But that will be the this year. This month is the month we don't have Fort Drelov because we're in parallel ca- um, conquering it. So yeah, I will when she um when she does arrive as we're closing down the party style thing, I will um come and see her. And she will smile and curtsy deeply to you. Um and she and she says, Your Majesty, thank you so much for 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 everything, for rescuing my father and, and for rescuing my sister and for bringing us back home again. I, I can spend tonight sleeping and in my actual rooms again. You're mo- all my dresses are still there. You're most welcome, lass. Remember, you did a you did a big service for me coming in, um, coming and warning Corwin about the army all those years ago. I remember how brave you were. This is a private um, meeting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, this is just me and her. Yeah, she says, and I, I can see I can see Lillian again. I. It's on that that I wanted to speak to you. Um. Your um, your father and her are um, sniping at each other pretty fierce. Although I'm hoping that'll calm down now they don't have to live in the same place. Um, and I imagine she'll be very glad to see you. Now the two of you asked me to keep this from him so that um, it wouldn't um, 
or rather you asked me to keep this from him so that he wouldn't make a fuss while he was still having to live in the same place as her. But that's not the situation anymore. And it's probably about time to be telling them the truth. What? No. Well, what is your plan here, lass? I'd be glad to let it stay eh, your and hers business, but you've asked me to keep it from him, so it's kind of become mine. You can't tell him that I'm in love with Lillian. I I mean, I've, um... Her and I have, uh... You know, and she, she, she... Flushes, flushes slightly, and settles on her and I are seeing each other, which Kaylin can properly uh, yeah, yeah. euphemism for. But she's been polite, raised as a polite young lady, yeah. and you don't tell strange men, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, in fact, you just don't tell men that sort of thing. Yeah. Period. Um, she says, "Lily and I are seeing each other, but you, you can't, you can't tell my father. You, you've met him. He'll, he'll disown me." Well, and he'll be angry with her. Yes, yeah, so incandescent, I should think. Um, but if he finds out, and he finds out all new, he'll be pretty pissed with me for not telling him. In fact, he'll be pretty pissed with me for not telling him as of pretty much now. It's... I mean, you know he's trying to marry you off to one of my brothers. Yes. He hasn't exactly been super subtle about it. What were you planning to tell him? I mean, you're going to have to break it to him that you like girls at some point, Lass. Uh, it's not really going to fit you for any sort If you, um, unless you... I don't know, I mean, I don't understand you nobles. You're not seriously planning to just marry some boy and keep her on the side, are you? It's not, it's not something she'll take kindly to. Why, why ever not? I'm hardly going to have the heir to uh, House Nemesti with Lilith, am I? I mean, other than those magic fairy tales you hear from Tien's eye about <laughs> empresses and, and their lovers, that sort of thing doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I I understand that it's um, a bit more of a problem, but, you know, you can adopt or some such. Anyway, it ain't none of my business. But <sighs> lies don't end you anywhere good, I guess, is my concern. I, 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 I mean... He's not, not going to insist on me getting married for a while. And and he'll soften up over time. And and if I did have to get married, we all understand it was it was political anyway. And, I mean, engaging in uh, appropriate relations with, with one's husband, you know, three times a year is, is how uh, many noble wives operate. And uh, it's, it's just... It, it's how it works. I, I was always going to marry someone I didn't love. I just can't fathom it. I, I just can't fathom it. It's, um... Have you talked to Lillian about this? Uh, uh well, um... I, I spent a lot of time talking to her about why she couldn't tell my father. Yeah, but did he tell her that at some point you were planning to marry some... Let him marry you off to someone else? It's understood. Yeah, but, I mean, she's got some noble heritage from her, um... Fr- from the um, family that she's part of, but she wasn't raised a noble, yeah? She was raised at Skarsny. They're people you want to cross. Oh, no, no, no. It's it, it, it's understood. Uh-huh. All right, since more to share. Sure. <laughs> oh, crud. All right, that's 12. 
You you find her capacity for self delusion enviable. <laughs> yeah. Um, you she seems to have half a dozen reasons why this is all going to work out. She clearly doesn't believe some of them. Yeah. But if she papers them all on top of each other heavily enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about what you can make out from this. Yeah. All right. Uh, except that she is absolutely dead sincere that the number one thing she doesn't want to do is tell her father because she, whether it's true or not, she is completely convinced that he will disown her. And to be honest, I'm not entirely concerned. I, I'm not convinced she's wrong about that. And not necessarily just in the you can't have my money and um, that kind of thing. Not in the, the I have no daughter way. In the I never darken my doorstep, Yeah. Huh, that does make for a problem. But it, it'll sort itself out in time. We've, we've gotten along well this, this far. Hi, with you all living in different bits of, in different kingdoms, it's worked out fine. Uh, Lillian and I have been um, seeing each other for a while. Right, so you've kept it a secret before. For, for quite some time, I mean... This is the this is the longest relationship I've ever had. I mean, we were together for eight months before this all started. <laughs> uh, I suppose. Can you imagine? <laughs> I suppose it's um. At this stage, Caitlin's been married for you know three years. Yeah, yeah. But you know, in all fairness, before that, he never so much as dated a girl. So yeah. you know, he he doesn't feel he, he he may feel a bit more confident around women than he used to. But this is a, that's definitely an area he doesn't. Um. All right, I'll have to think on what I'm going to do about all this. But you promise you won't tell my father. I'll let you know if I feel like I have to tell him. I'm not going to tell him right now. And yes, that is less than you were hoping for. That that's the way it goes sometimes. I'll talk it. I promise I won't go and tell him now. I'll talk it over with you again before I do anything rash. And, and she look, looks kind of broadly unhappy with this. But. Yeah. And um, what you do with your life is your business, lass. But love's worth more than power, or politics, or money. Watch you don't throw it away. Okay. And I let her scamper off. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then, um, I need to talk to Michaela. Yep. And, um, I think I would like to talk to Michaela and Svetlana. Sure. As a team. Because I need advice on this, and some of the things I need advice on... You need advice on woman. Well, the thing is, Michaela explicitly said, ask me about anything but love. Well, she told you love is for fairy tales and children. Yeah. Okay, you have Michaela and Svetlana in. Uh, the, this is a fascinating experience now because by by the time you've organised all the stuff, it's probably yeah. the next day by now. So you've, I imagine, Kayla has not by any stretch of the imagination slept in Drelev's bed. Oh lord, you've no. slept in a guest room of yeah. which there are copious amounts in his castle. Yeah, like every bastard that could have stayed here has fled. Yeah. when all this shit has started. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's plenty of nice room for you, but at this point you may well be even be in his throne room. Yeah, or in I think your we'll, throne room. I think I'll um I'll have not I'll have found some small meeting room and had yep. most of the gold jewelry and things taken away. Yep. and claimed it as my um, personal study. So you have Michaela and Svetlana. 
I need some advice, and um, I was hoping you two could help me out with it. Certainly. We are always here to help. I need to pick a Viceroy for Fort Drelive, and um, I need to... Um, now, I don't think I've told too many people about Cassandra and Lillian at this point. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and thus far, I'm not sure. Uh, you know that uh, Tristan is aware of this. Yeah. Uh, and I believe he's one of the only ones. Yeah. Uh, and Michaela, you would not be surprised? If she already knew, yeah. Um, I, and I need to um, share a confidence, which I'm going to ask you both to keep to yourselves. All right. Um, Michaela may already know, but I'm sure if she does, she'll, she's been pretending she doesn't and can continue to do so. This is about Cassandra, isn't it? Yeah, the, she's, it's about her, the fact that she's sleeping with Lillian, yeah. And Svetlana is busily having a civil war. <laughs> Double takes, spit takes all over the table. <coughs> she's what? She's you know she she likes girls and um, she it's but it, the help of women. <laughs> yeah, that that sort of thing happens from time to time. Anyway, um, that's how she was you know hanging out with Lillian and not in the castle when. Drelev's men swooped down and took Tyrion, and that's how she was able to... Lillian smuggled her out of the castle, and they asked me to keep it to myself, because Tyrion would... Well, she thinks he'll disown her and swear that he'll never speak to her again and kick her out of... Uh, and, and kick her out of the townhouse. That would be a reasonable assessment. Yeah, that's what I think he'll do, too. I don't know if he'll stick to it when he realises that... Uh, uh, well, I th- definitely think he'll do it in the hopes that it'll force her to come to her senses. But they are... Both women. Aye, I know it's not something I fathom myself, but you do run across it from time to time. It's more common than you might think, although often in many places not publicly expressed. Some places are more open than others, and but many times the relationship is, uh, if no one kept secret, but but sweet But does that mean that? Matilda and, and Belinda. Oh yes, <laughs> that you. I suspect you would find a much higher than normal percentage of that sort of thing among the cult of Garona. Oh, then uh, when when Lysander asked me, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, and. Surely not Zata. No, I'm fairly certain she had no love for anyone. That That is comforting. Uh, although, if she'd been younger... <laughs> like... <laughs> it would not have come from love. No. I don't think there, I don't think there are too many of their uh, ties of love matches. And one should think what they bring to the table when they're sleeping with men, but... I'm not sure if I should be fluttered or disturbed. Possibly both. <laughs> I advise you not to think on it too much for the moment. In any case, it's going to make my choice of a viceroy more complicated. And Michaela's yes. Or snurks slightly behind her veil. Yes, I imagine it will, Your Majesty, most illustrious <laughs> king of Stagthorn and Fortress. I know well enough it's my problem. I remember some years ago when you came to me and asked how your brother could give up the throne and here we are <laughs> uh, 
Yep. Yeah, it's it's my problem and no mistake. They asked me to um, keep it to myself, and I have done. I sort of thought that now would be a sensible time for coming clean, but evidently Cassandra favours after she's dead is the more appropriate time for such a revelation. And, um... Caitlin's eyes will flip to Michaela. She's planning to, you know, just see if she can go on keeping it a secret forever. Let her marry her off to some noble boy. Keep Lillian on the side. Well, of course. That's what Lara says. It, it is her duty to get married and continue the line. Uh, she, I am not a I am not a noble, but I have spent uh, more years than I would have ever expected around them now. She will marry someone suitable, uh, per- perhaps from Stagthorn, perhaps Tristan, or even Van, perhaps, uh, if if those are deemed to be, if she is deemed to be a good match for Van, there's, there's no reason why that should not happen. Alright, so I don't, Caitlin hasn't picked up on the... I um, I know Van's in the habit of um, looking for a political match, but I'll certainly let him know where the wind blows in that direction. I'd like to think he could find something more like what Aldous and I have given some time. I know um, Aldous has raised him to look only for political advantage, but he can do better than a woman who can't love him. Well, can he not have uh, be loved on on the side? and have his proper marriage to a proper woman? I suppose, but it's better. It's I know I know it's not the I know it's not the Bravoya noble way, but it's better to have both in one place. I'm certain that that Van and Cassandra and uh, any other third lady who was or fourth woman who was involved in such a relationship would understand be discreet and do their duty. Alright, at that point I'm going to make a sense motive check to see if I can pick up on this. Sure. Here we go. Is a 24. And just like Svetlana, so yep. we go, but, but, what, but, huh? Caleb goes, Van and Svetlana and Van. Oh. 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 So, you do not get far on that one um, you have no idea what what if any status of the relationship actually yeah. exists they could yeah. be banging like rabbits in the cupboard yeah although your assessment of their personalities might yeah, lead to a conclusion there but but from terms of the GM the information the GM is giving you because you're also getting this on Vaughn because yeah. he's made several comments he admires her heavily. Yeah. And she admires him heavily. Yeah. How far, if anywhere, that has gone, Carolyn yeah. cannot pick up, but it's definitely they both like each other. Excellent. That provides me with the knowledge I need to become an inventor of Matt Grant and Maker. <laughs> For the player to get her romance game, mini game on? Well, the thing is that um, I've been trying not to know this because I picked it all up playing the character. Which is not something that Kalen, his knowledge Kalen has access to because he, he was teleporting back at the time. Missed the whole thing. Look at what a good little role player you are. <laughs> but now I know. And knowing is half the battle. What, what's that? Knowing you know, is half the battle is G.I. Joe. Yeah, Joe Joe. Go Joe. Go Joe. Um, Alright, anyway, Kalen gets kind of a bewildered look and then a slight smile on his face and then. Um, leaves the subject to be 
At least that subject be. In any case, I just wanted you to know that so you'd appreciate my next question, which is which of the three of them we pick as Viceroy? Those three are your complete list. Your complete short list. That's who I I have in mind. They've all three um, shown me a good bit of loyalty um, and um, been on my side in this, and I want someone who's of of Fort Draylev. And um, I have I've been holding the rank role of treasurer as a potential sop, if you will, for someone who doesn't get the post because I'm thinking that they will want it. To be honest, I think um, Quintessa is a woman of a good deal of talent, but um, she didn't put stick her neck out like the other two did, particularly. And what she asked for, and I think what she's prepared to settle for, is um, retaining her position as one of the kingdom's nobles. She's someone we could keep in mind if um, at some stage we were short a spy master or something in that mind, is what I'm thinking. To be honest, what I'm thinking of is appointing Lily into the post and um, possibly offering Tyrion treasurer. Tyrion, I think, is a good, was a good counsellor, but he pays too much heed to the nobles and not enough to the common man, and I don't see him... I don't think that's a mental habit he's necessarily capable He's a good man, but he's a rigid man. That would be a fair assessment. And um, while I'm not certain his particular talents lie with treasurer, that might be a bit. That might be a. It, it's certainly um, something we could give him a give him a try on. Or, um, but we don't have to. I'm interested in what your thoughts are on the matter. Of, indeed, what your thoughts are on all three of them. Just because that's where my mind is trending doesn't mean that's where we have to go. I think that those three are an excellent shortlist, Svetlana. I think it would be a wise idea to select someone who is already a known quantity to a known quality and a known quantity to the citizens of Fort Drelev. It would set their mind far more at ease than uh, having a foreign ruler placed over them, someone they either do not know of or someone who more likely has been demonized in Gregory's tales at length to them someone they will actively distrust and dislike. On the other hand, it's a question of having people that we actively trust and like in the position, not just what matters to the citizens of Fort Drelev. I know you've seen sides of Lillian that others of us haven't, but how far do we trust any of them? Uh, Quintessa and Tyrion are citizens of Fort Drelev first before they're citizens of Stagthorn, and Lillian's loyalties are uh, negotiable, have been negotiable in the past, not to mention she has reason for grudge against you. I I was thinking of um, letting her know it's going to be time to put that to bed. If she's going to be a counsellor again, I'm going to need her to stop to, uh, putting it about that I shag sheep for, as a um, occupational um, sideline. Even cholesterol's, um, I believe even cholesterol's let go of grudges eventually. They yeah. listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in religion. Yeah. They, they, they can be forgiven. Not forgotten. I I don't really need her to forget it. I just need her to forget. I, I don't really need her to forget it. I just need her to, to, to stop bringing it up at every opportunity. <laughs> it's um, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm a bit worried about having them both on the, it's um, true enough what you say that she didn't have any deep loyalty to Stagthorn. Indeed, that was part of the problem. But she seems to have found a deep loyalty to Fort Drelev. It would have been much easier for her to take her proceeds and kite out while the getting was good. And she's really stuck her neck out for this place. 
And when push came to shove, she sent us a message that Drayliff was about to ambush us. A fair point. She may have sent that. She may have apparently left Cassandra with the um, impression that she was looking for a drooling incompetent who couldn't tie his shoes without help. But she did send the message, and I take that seriously. I'm not necessarily certain I could trust her if you know I was asleep and she had a, a pie or something handy. But um, I think I could trust her not to stab me in the back, and that's and I take that pretty serious these days. That's understandable. How much do you trust her competency, not the person, not not her, not a person, her skill? Quite a lot. She's done a good. She's done a good job with this place. I don't know that she's someone all the citizens could take kindly to, but I think of the choice of someone that the commoners will get on, all the nobles will get on with. And if it's some, if it's something that it, as I, as I've got to pick. Uh, then I'm with the commoners every time, particularly in a place like this where the nobles have had it too good for too long. It's time they learn they're not as important as they think they are. Quintessa Murray, I would rate as someone very likely to be highly competent and also probably fairly dangerous. I, as... If you're looking for competence, she would be my first pick. I, but if I have to... I... Trust her more than I did before, and from what Tristram was able to um, pick out of the first world, um, it seems that she's um, generally not the one who turns on people first. She'd be a bad person to stab in the back, yeah. as, I, as I believe um, Drelin has discovered. I can give you that again if you want to. Yes. Uh, let's see, trial rounds. Uh, so, Quintessa Murray. Right, this was her legend lore. Advisor by day, a lover in the dark, swift and deadly and loyal of heart. Ideas are her weapons that light a bright spark. Beware, uh, beware if you threaten where her daggers mark. Mm. Yeah, the loyal of heart was the part that I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think she's, um, I think she could bring a lot to the table, but I'm thinking there's um, space and time to get to know each other a little better in her case. I don't think... I think Tyrion is exactly what... I definitely trust Tyrion. I think he's exactly what he appears to be. But his... I don't want to disrespect him, but I do wonder if he's got what it takes for this role. He is fixed in his ways, but... It, that means that he has simply spent a great many years serving Eristil in his own way. It may not be the way that all of us agree with, but he is a good, a good faithful, and I think a very trustworthy man. And his competence is here. And let us not forget, well, Lily, Lillian may have sent us messages. Tyrion was the one arguing that attacking, uh, attacking Stagborn was not the right thing to do. He was prepared to give up his position, not sit quietly by and uh, watch King Hannes attack us without even arguing for it. Many of his lickspittles on the council would not have done that. Aye. And it's true enough, Lillian strikes me as being more of a hand with the finances. If I gave him the viceroy role, I could reverse it and give her the treasury. At least as a trial. But um, Lady Quintessa Murray also seems to have 
a good handle on the pulse of on the pulse of Fort Dreyler. I was very impressed by the information she presented to you. She had it all ready. To, she had it all ready to go, and she too has been working with us, albeit for less time, more quietly in the background. But how far would we have gotten in here without her help? She's certainly come through for us in the clinch. She um when it, she didn't stick her neck out uh, out until the opportunity presented, which I think was a very smart thing to do. But um, I do place a higher price on um, rewarding the loyalty of those who were there from the beginning. Understandable, but if you are not a woman in a position of power, there is only so far you can stick your neck out. Aye, and um, it is a, it is a good point. I'll have to think on it. I think for the moment, I'll keep my I'll keep my neck the heck out of their love life. Um, it's um seems the safest it seems the safest way. Hey, I um feel like telling the truth is the right thing to do in general circumstances, but in this specific point, it seems likely to provoke nothing more than people stabbing each other and vowing to never speak to each other again in such a ruckus. They've kept it quiet so far. I suppose we just hope they can keep that going. I'll explain to... I think I'll explain to them that I don't know. And uh, and that's... And um, let that be where we leave it. Right. And, um, you know, the two of them will, will nod, take their leave of you. And they walk to the door and you hear Svetlana say, say to Michaela, are there really two women like that in so many places? Michaela says, it's, it's surprisingly common. And does that mean that two men as well? Yes, sometimes. And is Lord Tristan? Oh no, not Tristan. <laughs> but uh, are there others like that in, in stand form? And Michaela says, you married very young, didn't you? Svetlana. <laughs> I will say, may I want the bride? Oling was my first and, and my only, and yet you still managed to have a child by another man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. There's <laughs> they punch on the arm as they smile at each other. That's cute. Alright. And um, I will um, talk privately to Cassandra and Lillian. Yep. As um, You have Cassandra and Lillian. Caleb. Oh, um, the two of them, because you've got them in a private room, the two of them look very happy together and are openly like snuggling. Cassandra yeah. just sort of leans into her and rests her head on Lillian's chest, and Lillian sort of puts her feet up on the table and says, Kaylin, what can we do for you on this fine day? Just thank you, first of all, for bringing my, bringing my, thank you, first of all, for bringing my Sandra back to me. It's about that that I want to speak to you. Uh, understanding that um, you want me to keep anything that I might have heard about this to myself in regards to Tyrion. And I will glance at Cassandra, who I know wants to, and then glance over at Lillian. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, it's very important that you don't tell my father. Uh, what's important to my Sandra is important to me. All right, so... Then I'll ask you to um, keep doing what you're doing in terms of keeping English discreet. I think you've both earned that of me, that favour of me. And uh, what I'll ask in return, if he finds out, I didn't know anything about it. Of course. 
I think we have all understood what, what, how this would work. Cassandra looks at it. Why would it matter if Kaelin knew? I mean, surely... Oh, because he... Oh. Oh, I've put you in an awkward position, haven't I? Literally, it sort of rolls... rolls, rolls Kaelin refrains from starkly clapping, but his expression shows that it's there. It's nice to... It's, it's nice to have someone that doesn't worry about these sorts of things, she says and snuggles. Lily says and snuggles Cassandra some more. She's a treasure. Aye, I'm sure of it. The, um, that's, all, that's all I wanted. It's, well, um, you, you may, I've, should I'm discover sure it, you may exhibit your best dumb half-walk face. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I'm sure no one will have too much trouble believing I hadn't picked up on such a thing. Um, we'll, and we'll, we'll let that rest there. Right. And I will just have a little ponder about what I actually want to do about the Viceroy role, because it's very tricky. Yes. It's like I make you make hard political decisions. Yeah. And your advisors make good arguments for why all three of them should be in there, instead yeah. of any of them coming out right and telling you what to do. Yeah. Welcome to being the king once again. <laughs> And um, if you want to cogitate this at length, I'm perfectly happy to call session there. Where are we at? Just passing ten. Yeah, um, I think I will um, let that one rest as um, I ponder which which viceroy I am actually going to pick. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to do in the aftermath of Fort Drelev that isn't related to your viceroy picking? Uh, oh yeah, I might as well. Um, I. After about a week's pass, I'll go down to see Gregory. I want to go down to the dungeon and see Gregory. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) What did he ever do to deserve this? Oh right, the horn. Uh, um, actually, How can um, we stand this behaviour from a so-called moral champion? This is this is. Yeah. Uh, actually, what I will do is um, I'll have had a bit of a chat with Michaela about what our legal position is vis-a-vis throwing him in jail for crimes versus letting him go. Uh, yes, uh, Michaela will openly tell you that based on the laws of the River Kingdoms and based on the laws of Stagthorn, you have absolutely free reign to do anything you like to him. Ah. Um, he is, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, an enemy combatant, a traitor to your kingdom, etc., etc. Uh, it, it's not only legal, but actively perfectly fine for you to take Dreadlev's kingdom and execute Dreadlev. Yeah. You know, like, you could send him in... What, so... Let me back up a little bit here. What would happen if you had, say, Hannah Strelev? Yeah. Was you might well execute him. Yeah, that I would was be planning on that. It. That would be very efficient, effective, and prevent him raising further rebellions against yeah. you. And indeed, many people would do that. Uh, reasons you might not do that would be if he had political connections. You don't yeah. want to annoy his friends, who are also kind of your friends, and the cat's cradle of politics prevents you from doing it. Yeah. At which point, you obviously you wouldn't keep him in the city, but you would like send him into exile, or perhaps ransom him back to his family, so you're getting something yeah. out of it, or something in that neighborhood. Um, all of those things apply to Grigory, but less so, because he's in a less powerful and important position. He is less likely to raise a mighty rebellion against you, although all of his skills and capacities involve crowd manipulation. Yeah. Um, you are legally and and really almost morally absolutely free to execute him as an enemy combatant, or just flat out imprison him for crimes against Stagthorn. 
which he has openly committed by, you know, sending armies to attack you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, You know, whether or not you take all the slander and libel against Caelan personally. Oh, God, yes. But Um, whether I I intend to abuse my position as king to um, actually take that out on him is a different question. He he has certainly committed a bunch of crimes against Stagthorne, but... By and large, you should assume that the legal code says you're the king, do as you please. Because yes. this is not a democracy. It's a monarchy, yeah. You know, pe- people might object to this, and that's that's what Michaela would bring up. Yeah. Um, is obviously, if you execute everyone who says anything that's bad against the king, that's setting a terrible precedent, because yeah. you'll only get yes-men until your kingdom implodes around you. Yeah. But here, she sees no moral, legal, or ethical problems with imprisoning imprisoning Grigory, executing him, exiling him, or whatever you feel is appropriate. Yeah. So, it's completely up to you. Yeah. So, um, Caelan will, um, stroll down to the dungeon after about a week has passed. Yep, yep. Where Grigory is... Uh, being... He's not in, like, the super rat-infested dungeon or anything. Caelan didn't go there. Or, or he's the not present. in the rat-infested hole. He's not in the rat-infested hole. He's just in the regular dungeon. No, but he is manacled and gagged because you actively know that he is a spellcaster. Ah, yes. All right. So I will have had him ungagged for the purposes of this conversation. Yep. <laughs> and he sort of looks at you and... He is still dressed in his fine silks because nobody's really bothered to strip them off, but they're clearly the clothes he's been wearing for the last week. Um, you right there? Yep. Can you back into my line of sight? Sorry. You're hiding? Sorry. Um, he is still dressed in his fine quality purple silks and that, but he's literally been wearing the same clothes for a week at this yeah. point. They're getting ratty and dusty and sort of holy and that. And he looks like he's dropped about 10 pounds over the course of the week on his, you know, new diet of gruel and water yeah. instead of finest finest truffles and that yeah. sort of thing. And he looks kind of miserably up at you. Did you come in? And, you know, but still manages to pull out this beaming <laughs> smile. Your Majesty, King Caelan, uh, at last I was beginning to fear you hadn't received word I was down here. I am, of course, completely had completely chink your the manacles, at your disposal to assist with your new acquisition of Fort Draylon. May I congratulate you on such a fine example of seizing power. I was terribly impressed and will all be grateful to have seen the back of King Hannes Draylon. Uh, what word I have had from the guards has told me of your heroic stand against his men uh, as I fled to alert your troops that there was a problem and that they needed to make their way to the throne room as fast as possible. Thank goodness I ran into them. Yeah. You ran away after you surrendered. Funny thing is, that kind of exempts you from um, me taking, having to take you as a surrendered prisoner, which I thought was thoughtful of you. Oh, well, I, I ran to notify your men, of course, that you were in danger in the throne room. I, uh, I expected you were a mighty combatant, but killing eight of Draylor's most elite guards is quite a a challenge even for someone as as mighty as yourself. Let's take the soft soap as uh, as um, as red, shall we? You don't like me any better than I like you. I'm just more honest about it. Now, much as it would give me a great deal of personal satisfaction to whack your head off, I've 
decided he against pales it. I've uh, decided against it for the time being. Oh, very kind of you, Majesty. <laughs> Which leaves us with the problem of what we are going to do with you. Because the last time I had you banished from the kingdom, you turned up at the um, neighbourhood of the um, next court over and um, helped um, besmear my reputation again. Uh, And you see, if I banish you again, there's really naught to stop you just moving on to the next kingdom that doesn't like me very much. You you see, none of that was my idea, though. I, I merely came here seeking employment and... King Hannes Dreliv heard of my, my gift with words, and uh, he he was the one that directed my words. He practically wrote them, practically put them in my mouth. You heard that, that horrific speech that was forced to give the boast at the Rushlight Tournament. Yeah, I did. Besmirching you indirectly. Yes, I, I do. I remember it vividly. I may have flavoured the, the language slightly, yeah, but it was the, never the, my idea. Never, never. I, the thing that stuck out at me is that Han- old Hannes wasn't that good at writing. Oh, as I say, the idea was his. Some yeah. Of the, uh, yeah. No. Lighter I'm... elements of the execution may have been mine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't your plan that um, you'd be left behind at the Rushlight Tournament to carry the can after he had bo- after he had bolted. But but my gift with words could of course be turned to your advantage, Your Majesty, to to be steered against the Clockwork King and the cruel Iron Tyrant of Pytax, enemy of your people. Yeah, you ain't going to be working for me. I don't trust you as far as I could throw you. I don't trust you as far as somebody else could throw you, put it another way. It has never been personal, and I've always longed, longed for the opportunity to apologise to you in a situation where I'm not breaking my loyalties to my, to my current employer. So, what we're gonna, what's gonna happen is this, is, uh, uh, is, um, w- we're going to keep you down here for a spell. I'm thinking about three months until Fort Dray lives a bit more. Until Fort Dray lives a bit more stable, I believe me, I could make it longer. And then, I'm prepared to let you head on your way and and banish you again. But this time, this time, you are not going to take employment with one of my allied enemies and start slandering me. Because this time, you're going to bear in mind that I'm a lot more powerful than I was when we last met. And I was a mercenary in my time, and I understand and men taking money for... Uh, I understand men taking money for contracts. But you've got to understand me. I get that it was never personal for you. But I remember what you said about Svetlana. And the thing about mud is it sticks, Yeah. Her reputation's never been the same. People tried to kill her in front of her little son. And yeah, he is my son too. Thanks very much for that. He came to my bedroom covered in her blood. This is a killing matter between you and me, Gregory. If you were a man who could fight, I would have killed you for it. But I'm a king and I can't throw my power around that way. And it's just not fair because you're such a weedy little scrot and I could take you in a heartbeat. But I'm not a man you should have crossed. And you will not be crossing me again if you want to get any older than you are now. And then Caelan will make an intimidate check. Gregory turns whiter and whiter and whiter. <laughs> and Caelan gets a 30 on his intimidate. 
actually going to note that down next to Grigory's notes. And then, Kaelin, I think we understand each other, yeah? And you see, as you start that, you, you see him sort of raise a little hand to object when you say you're going to be spending about three months down here. Presumably something about the conditions of yeah. the accommodation and that sort of thing. And the objection just kind of drains away. And you finish the end of your speech and for once Gregory looks at you and for once in his life he has nothing to say. He just nods slowly and quietly at do we understand each other. And Caleb gets up and walks out without another word. And yes, that, and that's what I want to happen to Gregory, is he spends a three-month jail term in, on the grounds of enemy of the state, yeah, yeah. and is then banished from Sagford, which is now larger, yes. never to return. Which, you know, we really just reinstate the old banishment, it's just we give him a start over the borders of the new Sagford. And that's where I want to leave that there. Okay. And um, with the exception, yeah, when when we cut back in, I'll appoint my viceroy and we'll deal with the consequences of, of that. Yep. And um, then and that'll probably be the last bit of Fort Drake. And I'll decide if I'm renaming the city, which yep. I probably am not. Yep. And then that'll that'll be the last, and then we'll do the kingdom turn and roll. The, the kingdom term this month and roll forward. And in terms of the immediate, um, the the immediate like the next day's outcomes, the citizenry are pretty darn happy to have a go at this liberation day thing, where food comes out of the castle and they get it. Yeah. Also, the troops go off the street. Uh, also, pretty much everyone will um, advise for this. And I imagine it starts getting put in motion of retracting a bunch of Drelev's laws, like you have to have you know absolute but minimal. Uh, all his various tariffs and trade deals and that sort of thing yep. where the merchants have to the, the traders have to stay in your inn but they have to pay you know ninety percent below market price and all that yeah kind of yeah thing. We, we'll um we'll we'll this we'll take mark you know we won't like immediately get rid of all the martial law because we just yep. conquered the place yep. but we'll start winding it back almost immediately and um you know, generally repealing the various... The curfews um, and that sort of thing. Generally bringing in a bit yeah, more what, peace and prosperity about the place. What will probably be suggested is that this comes... Um, the, these pronouncements come either from your counsellor from Akora Silverfire, um, because she's the will of Stagthorn's people, and this is her expressing this is how Stagthorn operates, or not from her because she's a centaur and very weird to the people of Fort Raylan, instead from your new viceroy. Yeah. Whichever one of those um, yeah. you, you decide on. I think we'll probably have Quintessa provide the first set of announcements as a face that people recognise, yeah. and then my new viceroy will provide the second tier once but the basically, liberation it, day is over. Effective immediately, the curfew is repealed, we're yeah. liberated, party all night. Yeah. You know. We bring a, we bring a, we bring, we roast an ox and bring a, um, we roast a pig or something and yep. bring a bunch of supplies out of the castle and provide people with yep. a big feast and that kind of stuff. There are several drunken brawls which people will, um, advise you to treat very lightly and just basically, you know, jail them until they sober up, then throw them, send them home again. Yeah. Um, but Fort Drelev celebrates and there are fireworks and dancing and exotic. Exotic pet collars. Yes. And things. Yeah. Uh, Kellen will totally look into supplies for Windchaser. 
People are not sure what will happen tomorrow or who will be in charge of Fort Drelev, but for tonight, they are free! Free of Hannah Drelev's rule! <laughs> and it only took you... Probably 120 sessions since Hannah Strelev first stole your mercenary troops and made you go down to free the Green Belt with no one but Tristan as your martial backup. Yep! But or I rather, you as, you as Tristan's martial backup. But I have settled the score. You have served him long, cold justice five and a half years later. Yep! <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs>